Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hi all. Paro Anand back again and again with Nomad's Land I talked about the origins and theme of the book and why the book last in the last episode so here are some readings from it do listen to the previous episode and then come to this i think it would improve the um i don't know the understanding i hope uh, so chapter 1 nomads land mountain girls mountain girls children of forever skies and endless horizons they are fed on yesterday's dreams and stories told and retold endlessly these dreams color their thoughts guide their paths even though the dreams are not their own for their own dreams have not been fed by memories of homelands and yesterdays that they have never seen and futures of what could have should have been they dream both of them of living here today in the now their dreams are made up of fight with a friend the food they wanted to eat the film they dreamt of acting in the boy they wanted to talk to their dreams are not of the world that their families have left behind these were girls of forever skies and snow-clad mountains yes but that was a very long time ago shana protested sometimes we can't live in mourning forever but her words were met with silent disapproval or her mother's favorite line you'll never understand and shana wanted to rage back yes yes you're right i will never understand how can i then why do you expect me to but she didn't she didn't say it out loud she knew she didn't have to her mother was going to be in mourning forever back home in school more and more desks began to empty out in classrooms shana for the first time began to feel that she was different the lines once invisible began to show up and harden and huma shana's best friend in the world repeated the words nothing will happen to you you're one of us but there were moments when shana didn't feel like one of us she felt like one of them and her father her father who kept saying nothing will happen to us our neighbors our friends love us they won't let anything happen but then but then something did happen so suddenly like smoke a wisp that rises and floats away taking its very presence with it shana hoped that it was her father's spirit that rose straight up to the skies she hoped that he had not suffered too much when he stayed in his beloved shop as it turned to ashes
So you got your wish after all, she wanted to say to her mother, who had been badgering her father to leave. They packed their few belongings and Shana was so sad and so angry and so resentful and so confused all at the same time. She wanted to tell her mother, so you got your wish after all. But she didn't. She knew that this was not what her mother wanted. Not like this. There was the rush of leaving, the rush of wailing, the fear of leaving, the fear of being left behind as wave upon wave of Kashmiri pundits fled the valley. But Shana didn't weep. There weren't too many friends to say goodbye to. Most of them had already left. And those who were still here would never leave. They were going to take over her home and what had been her life so far. So they weren't friends anyhow. At least they weren't friends now, though they had been once. Friendships had been split down the middle like curdled milk. You were either on one side or the other and you couldn't be both. No one was. Shana raged at the injustice that one side could stay and the other must leave. Who were they to decide that it was her side that must go? But she held her tongue as she held on to the little bundle of her father's clothes, all that was left of him, and silently she seethed within her heart. She saw Homa her best friend in the world, rushing, racing down the slope towards the bus stop. Shana's first instinct was to shout out, Hi! Or at least a goodbye. But she turned away. As far as she was concerned, Huma was a friend no more. Their friendship had died along with her father. Her father had died. Shana shut her eyes to stop the hot tears falling. This cursed place did not deserve her tears. As the bus turned the final bend, bend at the Banihal Pass, a wail went up. They were homeless refugees now. It had been decided who could stay and who must leave. And they had landed on the wrong side, the side of leaving. And then I'm jumping ahead a little bit. As I had mentioned in the earlier episode, this is a story of two girls who have suffered the similar fate, the same fate of being driven out, of being forced to be migrants, refugees, in a, and leave the land that once was theirs. Late one night, Pema, and Pema belongs to the Kushavan tribe. Now, who are the Kushavans and where do they live? Well, they don't actually exist except in my own mind. I made up a whole tribe of people called the Kushavans, um, and Pema belongs to one of the sub, um, the sub tribes called the Kushaha. 
And as the name suggests, I loved making up these names, by the way. Uh, as the name suggests, Kushaha means that they were the happy people, the happiest people. But they're not so happy anymore because they have been driven out and they live the life of refugees in the city. And remember, she was a girl of forever skies. Late one night, Pema sat up, rubbing her grandma's chest with balm, inhaling the medicated steam that now had become a permanent fixture in their room, in the room that she and her mola, her grandmother, shared. She saw Mola struggling to say something. Grandma hugged her favorite child and whispered hoarsely, I am standing at the gate, but who will help me cross? Pema thought that her grandmother may be slowly losing her grip on reality. It frightened her to think that her dearest friend, her grandma, was unraveling before her eyes within her arms. You're not standing at any gate, silly, she whispered gently into her grandma's ear. You're right here, Mola, with me, within the safety of my arms, in the safety of your own room, in your own house. Child, my time has come. I'm standing at the gate. You've taken me all the way, but I need help to cross. Pema tried to dissuade her mola, thinking that the words were escaping from a failing mind. But with an effort, Grandma pulled herself straight up. Although her eyes were milky with age and medication, she said in a voice that was clearer and firmer than it had been for a long time. Pema, she said, pinning her with steel in her eye and grip. Pema, now listen very, very carefully. My time is very near, but our people, the Kushava, we have our ways. When we were born, we were born with a certain number of breaths and we must breathe our quota until there is just one left. And then we cross over and life leaves us. I don't know why I was born with so many, many breaths, more than my own son even. Pema nodded. She knew about her uncle, who had died when the family was fleeing, escaping to safety so many, many years ago. Mola had told her a lot about him, a laughing child, a rosy-cheeked apple of her eye. She had also been told time and time again that she, Pema, reminded her grandma of him. She knew it was one of the reasons that they shared this very special bond. But tonight, despite her struggles with her breath, Mola's grip on Pema's shoulder was tight and firm. Her eyes were clear. Pema, in our old ways, we have the custom of breathtakers. 
The word breathtakers sent a shudder down Bema's spine. She looked down, but her grandmother shook her again. Pema, Pema, listen to me. Please, I need your help. And Pema remembered the promise she had made to her grandma. If she ever needed help, she would be there. Pema didn't want to know more about these breathtakers, but she knew that the Kushavans were people who kept their word and she knew she would have to keep hers. Next time, I'm going to do a little bit more reading and I'm going to talk a little bit about this breathtaking ceremony and where it came from and how I thought of such a strange and yet such a peacefully powerful ritual or belief or whatever you may call it. But more soon, I hope you enjoyed hearing a bit about Nomad's Land and I hope that you're going to get the book and read it. Bye for now. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट